0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 104. We're recording on Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Wait. Day eight, day eight <laughs> of E3, by my count. That's not true, but it feels like it to me. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Chris, at VG Occasion, Sternum. Uh, And today we're going to try and wrap a bow around E3 2021 and make the call of which conference was in E3 and which conference was in the Summer (laughs) Games Fest and what the difference really was other than Jeff Keighley not being involved with E3. Uh, To join me in this intense discussion and dissection of minutia about conferences, I have John Swanson. John, how are you doing? Good man. And Angie Smalls, Angie, what's up?
1: Ah, good. It's good. Things are good.
0: I'm glad things are good. I've been on Cloud Nine ever since Nintendo opened the world of Game Boy Advance reboots to me yesterday. Um, so literally nothing could ruin my mood. Um, I'm going to jump into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation or you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at our Twitter account at MN Gamers Podcast. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email the old fashioned way to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. That's our website. Please go check that one out. Uh, You can also sign up for Mostly Normal Monthly, our monthly newsletter that comes out on the second Monday of every month, which means you just missed one this week if you haven't signed up yet. Um, Back issues of that can be found at mngamers.substack.com, and that is also one of the places you can subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us in the oldest of old-fashioned ways, you can leave us a voicemail with a question, review of a game, or just popping in to say hi Uh, That number for voicemails is 507-291-2991. That's 507-291-2991. Call now, and we will air you on the show live. Um, That's not true, and it's also impossible because this is coming out on Friday. (laughs) With the rambly, goofy intro done, we're going to jump straight into what we are playing because it looks like there's been some real gamer stuff going on which is super appropriate because it's e3 so what else are you going to be doing um i'm gonna kick it to you angie i want to hear what have you been playing this week
1: uh haven't played much i've tried uh the demo version of the um hyrule warriors age of calamity would you tell me
0: all about this
1: it's so have you ever played um dynasty warriors
0: yes and i think john weren't you checking this out too uh, back when the demo first dropped
2: yeah i played it it's it's really cool i i liked it i just didn't really think i wanted to pay 60 bucks for it
1: exactly yeah. i wouldn't no offense to the game and whoever the developers were or are but i um i mean it's just not my thing. I think it's fun. It it brings. It, I I mentioned Dynasty Warriors because it reminds me of a mix of Dynasty Warriors and Breath of the Wild. Obviously, because you have the Breath of the Wild, the enemies in there and the weapons and all that fun stuff. Um, but you're taking over or taking back territories like you had, like you do in Dynasty Warriors, and you can um, switch who you're playing as and you can order the other person to go to a certain area um to fight an enemy i don't know it's fun but meh i wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it
0: yeah is there a feeling that like the zelda stuff doesn't really elevate it beyond it being just that muso dynasty warriors style of game where you're just hacking and slashing through crowds of people
1: yeah yep i yeah pretty much um yeah, so I was just trying that demo out just to see what it was like. I didn't really get much time to play with other things going on. I did download in in the hopes of playing, um, I'm going to butcher the name. I'm pretty positive, but Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Or,
2: nailed it. That?
0: You nailed it. Did I? Yeah, Ooh. 10 out of 10 I, pronunciation.
1: Sweet. Um, so... What it's so it's set in a Viking age. So a broken Celtic warrior, this woman, um, she's like on a quest, a vision quest into Viking hell to fight for the soul of her dead lover. And I think that's fucking awesome. So I downloaded it to play it. And from what I heard about it, that it could be fucked up and scary, in which I'm kind of into. I want to see what it's all about.
2: Yeah, if you awesome. I've heard if you wear headphones, it's really intense. Oh, and sweet. I kind of started it and then fell off because it was pretty freaky.
0: Really? It was enough to get you to shy away like, from
2: finishing it. Not freaky in like a mm,
1: like a scared like way?
2: Scared way, yeah. More like freaky in like a mental health kind of way. Where yes. it's like kinda gives you an insight into like schizophrenia to a certain or whatever. I don't, I guess I'm not a,
1: it's like that psychological mind fuck there. That's going to yeah. mess with you. Yeah.
2: But it yeah. makes you feel like, I don't know. It just, it makes you feel like you're, I don't know. It's uncomfortable, I guess, to a certain extent, which is <laughs> oh, kind no. of the the point of it, I think. Yeah. It's a premise. But for me, it was like, it was like, hey, this is too uncomfortable, but I, it's fant- It's really fun. I mean, the gameplay is engaging. The graphics are, Unbelievable! So, I, I have been meaning to go back to it. I just haven't yet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out. See what it's all about. There's a few. There's a couple games I haven't played yet. The on the scary, scary slash horror situation. So, I don't know. I've been debating on if I want to stream it or not and see if I act a fool. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Horror games are the best for streaming. <laughs> just get people to freak out on camera. Right. I. Have wanted to check that game out since it first came out, and it has been sitting installed on my Xbox. I think, waiting for me to give it the time of day. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear that there's going to be an extended Xbox E3 conference where they do like long interviews with the devs, and they're going to highlight a bunch of the games that didn't show up at this E3 showcase from Xbox. No, it's tomorrow. I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow it's And two. so, um, the uh, Hellblade folks are going to show off and talk about the progress on Hellblade Two. And so, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I catch some of that, if it'll motivate me to check the first game out.
1: What sucks is at two o'clock. I wish it was at one, because then I could be during my lunch hour at work, and I can just sit in the corner and watch it like a weirdo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the uh, the. T- fact that this is other people's jobs makes it hard for people with jobs to follow along, I feel. Yeah. yeah. You
1: were
0: yeah. going to say something, John?
2: Oh, I was just going to say thank goodness that their Xbox is showing more things tomorrow since their press conference was so lacking in a completely sarcastic way. <laughs> I,
0: couldn't, I couldn't tell where you being a little sarcastic there, John. Um, John, speaking of uh, things that are lacking, have you been playing anything this week?
2: Uh yeah, I played a little bit of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, that game's not lacking at
0: all from what I've heard.
2: No, it's absurd how good that game looks, man. Like, uh, I guess it, it reminds me of, you know how I know I think Mass Effect Andromeda and there have been several games throughout uh, the course of history where we kind of look at tertiary characters or like NPCs. And you can notice like facial animations are all jacked up because they artists and uh, animators spend obviously way more time animating and designing main characters than they do uh, certain backgrounds and uh, NPCs and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. this game is like everything in it is as detailed and uh well animated as your character that you're playing and it's i've never experienced it before it's like daunting because you can't it's really hard there's no contrast between yourself and like the world that you're in because you're just like existing in it and like you go up to the other characters and they look as good as you do and like the lighting off of like your spaceship for instance like reflects you perfectly it's freaking amazing man (laughs) i've never seen something like this realistic in like a cartoony kind of way like when people you know we said we're basically playing pixar games like this game looks better than like the toy story movies you know it's amazing and the it's just the same ratchet and Clank fun there's some uh easter eggs in there if you're like for instance there's like what happens is like you they have a dimensionator which can help you travel from dimension to dimension and it gets destroyed so then there's these rifts and they can travel through the rifts to different dimensions so like as an example of an easter egg that's not really a spoiler like if you're familiar with the series there's a character or a weapon called mr zircon and you like launch him and he like says mr zircon will destroy you like as he's like going around and shooting like your enemies and Mm -hmm. then this version in the dimension that you travel through where you're playing as the like doppelganger of ratchet whose name is rivet like (laughs) mr zircon is like a very zen character who's like a bartender and he's very like you go up to him she says like hey mr zircon and he's like namaste rivet like juxtaposing like the crazy like gun crazy robot with this like peaceful Zen dude. I don't know. It's, it's very cool. The Easter eggs in it are cool. The weapons in it are cool. The gameplay is fantastic. And I'm only like two hours in. So I'll talk more about it next week.
0: Awesome. Did you, um, which of the graphics settings did you opt for? Because I know there's kind of uh, three things to
2: choose from. And I was curious which one you went with. Went with the 60 FPS ray tracing. Nice. Yeah, I'm not Smart. sure. The other ones were for fidelity, 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 and performance. I'm not sure. Like, I guess I don't know what performance mode would be if it's faster than 60 frames per second, or if it's just unlocked, or what. Because mm-hmm. I would assume fidelity is 30 fps and 4K. I don't know. I'd have to look, but it looks fantastic either way. How about you, Chris? What have you been playing?
0: I've been playing a lot of games. Um, I'm just kind of in, you know, it's like how during Christmas, the Christmas season gets your Christmas spirit out. Um, E3 gets my gamer spirit out, I guess. Dude, I can Um, tell
2: because you're kind of like elated like a child. This all,
0: dude, I'm telling you, Nintendo literally changed my brain chemistry yesterday. (laughs) Um, But uh, the things that happened are I finally finished Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age last night. Um, That game is very fun, but it was one of those ones that I kind of took a couple year break on. And so I lost a little bit of the thread on the plot. Um, The characters are all really endearing, especially the adults, since there's two kind of kid characters that feel a little bit like a distraction from the real story. it's really great. I love the weird mechanics of it. Um, and then because it was announced during the Xbox press conference that it was ready to be, uh, added to game pass while they were announcing it at the show. Um, I did dip a toe into Yakuza, like a dragon Yakuza Yakuza, like a dragon. Um, man, I can't believe I can't pronounce Yakuza when I stare at it. Um, which got added to game pass. So the entire Yakuza franchise from front to back is available to play on game pass. Now Um, that game is a love letter to (laughs) dragon quest, which is perfect because I'm starting to get really into the dragon quest franchise. And so it's the first turn-based Yakuza game, even though it's like the seventh one in the series. Um, I'm interested, the production values and like the presentation narratively at the start of it is really good and really interesting. So Um, It feels like you're watching a TV show, um, which is awesome. Um, But then the two things I really want to highlight are um, it is the summer games fest demo event on Xbox. And so I believe there's 40 game demos available on Xbox right now to check out for the next week. Um, And so two games that I've been super looking forward to are a part of this. Um, The first one I checked out was the tunic demo um tunic if everyone's familiar with it was shown off at a couple e3s ago and it's a super small indie game i think it's a one-person studio um that's a huge love letter to the legend of zelda um you play as a little fox in a green tunic who swings a sword and holds a shield um it has kind of a cool 3d soft graphic style that's pretty reminiscent of the um Links Awakening remake in a lot of ways actually.
2: Yeah, it's kind um, of voxel like. Yeah, it's think? actually
0: really pretty to look at. I like the way the shadows work, like the lighting seems really nice to me. Um picking it up, it is tougher than I thought it would be from the jump. Um it definitely has some Dark Souls influences on it because what video game that comes out in 2021 doesn't anymore? Um and the music was like lo-fi slash chill beats to jump into a dungeon to um which i thought was really nice um it's super cute i got kind of far into the demo and then uh started dying a couple times in this dungeon to these enemies and then got frustrated because i wanted to get back to my money even though it was uh useless because it's just a demo um but I think it looks really cool, and I think it's a game that's coming to Game Pass Day One, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I would highly recommend people check this demo out and see if it suits their style. Um, and then weirdly, um, so Sable is a game that I've been like probably like most anticipated indie game other than like Hollow Knight, Sulk Song, ever since it was shown off at a previous Xbox E3 showcase. Um, Sable is coming to PC and xbox and it is this beautiful like the graphic style reminds me of um Yodorowski who's like a comic book artist who's like hyper detailed um and it just has like a ton of like beautiful lines and stuff if people aren't familiar with this game i'd really encourage them to like find footage of it or check this demo out if they have an xbox but um i got like super emotional playing this game it's stunning to look at Um, I was just like sitting and I would like see the way something ended up being framed on screen and just like stare at it for like 20 seconds. Um, the gameplay is actually very breath of the wild inspired, which is something that was surprising to me. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, and you play kind of as this adventurer named Sable and they are going on what is called their gliding, I think. And that is kind of like their coming of age ceremony. And so you get your hover ability by empowering the stone with magic. You get a cool hover bike, and then you are uh, sent off to go adventure, and uh, your tribe leaves you at the end of the demo as a surprise. Um, my highlights of playing it are just loving finding things in it and then because it has that breath of the wild style, like climbing on almost anything with a stamina bar and floating mechanic. I was just like wandering around and I climbed on the top of this temple that you start in and then clipped through the roof and accidentally sequence broke the game. Um, And so it, it just feels very like, It feels like it's like a love letter to games from people who really, really like wanted to make something that they were inspired to make Um, in a way where it's like, damn, you really didn't like test whether or not you could walk on this roof. (laughs) Um, But I'm still really looking forward to it. Um, I think that's coming out in September on Game
2: Pass, so I will be playing it then. Um, Tunic is coming out on Game Pass, though. I just. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So like um, we can save the xbox conversation for a little bit here but um lots of game pass stuff coming um i've checked some other games out but i want to push forward just because we have a ton of stuff to talk about with the um i didn't count but like i'm guessing at least 10 conferences that happened in the last 10 days so um i think we're gonna jump into some news what do you all say
2: yay
1: tell me tell me
0: So to start off, I'm going to give credit where credit's due because I needed something to keep me on the rails for this part of the podcast. Um, So we're going to give a huge shout out to Kevin Lee at IGN and then the IGN staff uh, for providing some summary articles of Summer Game Fest, Summer of Gaming 2021, and Uh, as well as their E3 summary, E3 news and everything announced all the new games and gameplay uh, by Kevin Lee at IGN. Um, So this article is going to kind of be our guidepost for this discussion. I want everyone to please go out and check out that article, give Kevin Lee the click because I frankly would be lost and I paid pretty close attention to most of these things. (laughs) Um, So shout out to IGN and people who get paid to actually do this work and follow it really closely Um, we should kick it off with the summer game fest kickoff though because that was kind of the first big event of the long weekend it was on Thursday Um, did either of you get a chance to check out the show or see any announcements from it that stood out to you
1: did not was working unfortunately
2: Um, I just watched the trailer for Elden Ring and the Tiny Tina. One Yeah, Wonderland Tiny Tina's Wonderlands.
0: Yeah, so um they kicked the show off with the introduction of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a fantasy version of Borderlands. Um my understanding is that the fan response to the D&D inspired uh DLC to Borderlands 2 um made them want to make this whole spin-off game. Um What did you think of that trailer?
2: Which one? The tiny Tina one? Yeah. It doesn't really give you a lot to go off of. I think tiny Tina, I guess is kind of a polarizing character, which I didn't know until borderlands three came out and people were talking about her, even though I'm not even sure she's in it. I always thought she was really funny in borderlands Two. Yeah. She was Um,
0: beloved in borderlands Two. I do think, um, you know, this is maybe a longer conversation than we should throw in our E3 coverage, but I think the sense of humor of the Borderlands games was so of the era when Borderlands 2 came out that it was, like, pitch perfect for then. And I think um, Borderlands 3 was, like, last year or the year before, right?
2: Yeah, I think two years ago.
0: And I I just feel like um, the, you know people's sense of humors maybe have like moved on a little bit past it at this point since borderlands Two is 2012. So, you know, I think people's sense of humors change what people find funny changes over time, I think culturally, but yeah, I never have played. I, the most I've ever played of a borderlands game was borderlands one when I was in, in 2012, uh, when I was a member of the, uh, comic book club which was the closest thing to a nerd club that they had at my university Um, (laughs) and so they just had like game nights or yeah good times yeah but I played like 30 minutes of that game um I I thought
2: cool. I just don't know it didn't really show you like what other than the art style similar to Borderlands 3 or Borderlands the Borderlands series like it didn't really show you a whole lot to go off of you know, yeah, but I, and I mean, I know I there's like, it. there's lots
0: of like character specific powers in those games, right?
2: Uh, yeah, maybe. Funny, yeah. hard to remember.
0: My hope is that it's really cool because I actually got pretty excited about the trailer until the butt unicorn, because um, that just is squarely not my sense of humor. Um, but I actually found it pretty exciting. Um, and it might be the first one of those games that I actually try and dive into. Angie, you play any Borderlands ever?
1: I played the first one and some of the second one. So when the third came out, I was kind of like, meh.
2: Hmm. I think Um, you made the right call. (laughs) Not that the (laughs) third one was bad, but it was just like, I've, I played all the way through it. Yeah. And it just like, I, it was, it was just more of the same thing, which is fine. Because the first two games were really good, especially the second one. But I just didn't... It's kind of like the been there, done that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see how they change the gameplay up. I, I would imagine that it's going to be focused a lot on more melee combat, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm i excited to see more. Um, they yeah, caught like my attention maybe, with
2: it. Maybe summons and like different powers and shit like that. Like yeah. more... I mean, what you think of when you think of a fantasy-based Video game kind of having more of those kind of things rather than based on guns.
0: And it has an all-star cast for the voices. It's got Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes, I think, and a couple other people, um, which was pretty surprising to me. Um, And then you mentioned the other big trailer, the other big, big reveal uh, that closed out the show, which was Elden Ring. um, And I straight up lost my mind. I was like, I gasped. (laughs) <laughs> i said jeff Keeley, you son of a bitch you did it um and you know i don't i don't generally watch a ton of his uh programming um and so i was really impressed by the fact that he got that trailer um and my god did it like just itch that scratch that dark souls and Sekiro have started being the games that i go to get that itch scratched by uh what did you think of this john i'm really curious
2: uh i don't know man i can't i got more from like the people delving into the trailer after it was released than i can from just watching it because to me it's like yep it looks like a souls game it's kind of more open-worldy whereas um excuse me uh like the other games aren't necessarily they're far from linear but They definitely aren't what I would describe as open world either. So it should be interesting. And you have a mount in this game, apparently. Yeah, so
0: the mount that you summon underneath you uh, has jump pad portals that launch it up the side of a cliff in this trailer. And then someone found a tiny clip that I like. I went back and rewatched the trailer and could not find it, but I saw a gif of it of that horse or cow. (laughs) (laughs) or as uh yeah uh, whatever that time is calls it a how (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah it does a goddamn double jump
2: no does it really i'm so
0: hung up on the horse doing a double jump it's the coolest shit i've ever seen
2: that is kind of cool
0: um but this trailer got me really excited um i'm so curious like if they're showing off a bunch of different types of character builds and like abilities or if some of those things were i mean obviously like the monstrous stuff were probably enemies that you'll be fighting. Um, but there were some moments that I was like, Oh, like, you know, cause after playing Sekiro, there are enemies that are like Sekiro sized in enemies uh, in that game. Right. Like they're, they're like other person size and you square up against a person who's your size. Right. Um, but there were things where I was like, Oh, is that like the character that you're playing as, or is that someone who I'm going to have to fight? Like, I don't know. It really, like, it got my imagination going in a way that a lot of trailers haven't, it was amazing to see gameplay. And, uh, I believe it's. January 21, 2022, so like literally at the start of next year. Mm-hmm. Um which was just wild to get a date on it. I'm I was really impressed.
2: Um Yeah. I'm I don't know, man. I I've kind of relegated uh Souls games to be games I play like after launch. I guess or maybe shortly thereafter. So I don't really care if it hits that date, but it will be nice to have something to play earlier in the year as opposed yeah. to like spring or summertime.
0: I think it's a really interesting release date. And I would be curious to see what it's like to play through one of those games without wikis and guides um, and like a community that's years long in the making around it to like hold my hand through it.
2: Yeah. I don't think would... I'd get very far, but <laughs> um, it would certainly be an experience. It's definitely um, a different experience. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've experienced it <laughs> firsthand and gotten frustrated and giving up.
1: So. Chris, as you were talking about this, as you both were talking about this game, I was oh. watching the trailer because I missed it. Uh, the graphics look freaking awesome. Um, but I did see the the double jump that you were talking about.
0: Oh, you found it? Damn. Yeah,
1: so if you, um, on YouTube, Elden Ring official gameplay reveal, um, about, let me go back, let's see, about the 1 minute and 51, 52 mark is when the horse does the double jump. It's right after they show the magnificent dragon blowing fire. Mm.
0: And then throwing lightning. So um, just before we get off this, I did save my notes from this one, particularly like I threw out all my other notes, but I wanted to save some of the power words that I wrote down. Uh, So we have ghost horse, bell turtle, Spider-Man, snake face, lightsaber, horse jump, wolfman, ghost whips, dragons, big hand. Bonfires, big sword, long stab, blood knight, big giant, magic, magic deer. Those are all of the things I saw that excited
2: me in that trailer. You were just writing down buzzwords as you saw them across the screen.
0: I was just writing down goofy ways of describing Dude, I don't the magic. I, like, I don't
2: even want to watch it. I just want to watch you watch it. You just want me to do beat
0: poetry? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted a camera of you, like just a view of you while you're watching E3 shit and what you're doing because that sounds more entertaining than even if they're good. Yeah, just what's happened. So
0: the the kickoff was two hours long. It featured a performance by Weezer to support a game that I'd never heard of that looks like skateboarding on a boat. It featured a performance by Japanese Breakfast uh, to promote Sable, and uh, she performed her song a uh, glider, which is featured prominently in the game. And I think she did a lot of work, her band, I should say, did a lot of work on the music for that game. Um, it featured kind of a wraparound of the art from the game. Um, other announcements are the game Endless Dungeon, which is a roguelite coming to Xbox. Um, we got some footage of Tunic, I think. Maybe not. I can't even tell based off of this thing. Uh, We got to see Evil Dead the game in an extended gameplay look. It kind of looks like those asynchronous horror multiplayer games. Um, Call of Duty Zombies came out and talked. Um, Oh, Call of Duty came out and did a big brand thing for their um, eSports League. But then people from Sledgehammer, I think are starting a new game dev studio called deviation and they partnered with Sony PlayStation for their new IP. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of indie games shown off. There was a lot of brand partnerships with ongoing games shown off. There was a lot of like live games, most recent updates being shown off. Um, Overall, I think it started pretty strong, closed, super strong. And then I felt like there was a bit of a, this is fine. This is cool in the middle, but nothing that blew me away.
2: Yeah. it's kind of and, what I would heard about it too. And it sounds like, yeah, I don't know if the, not that there wasn't a good show. How long was it? Do you remember? It was
0: like two hours.
2: Holy crap. That's long.
0: Yeah. Um, Next up and immediately following that was Day of the Devs Indie Showcase uh, from, it was curated by IM8Bit and Double Fine. A bunch of cool indie games got shown off during this. I did not catch it live, but I think it was like a 45-minute to an hour-long presentation where they talked really quickly with some indie developers and showed off a lot of games. I believe this might have been the first place that Death's Door popped up, but Death's Door was one of the games that really stood out to me from a lot of these indie showcases. I know it was featured prominently uh in the Devolver Digital Direct, um Devolver Max Pla- Max Pass Plus they called it. Um uh but that's a game where you play as a crow with a sword and you collect souls for death. It's coming to Xbox next month and it got me really excited. Um what's that one called uh it is called death's door which is also a gin company from door county wisconsin i believe um but it's kind of a isometric action game it's from the people who made i can never think of the name of this game so i'm not even going to say it we got to see if i can find it anyways next up um I would encourage people to go check out the day of the devs and like scrub through it. There was a ton of indie directs. So there's the wholesome games direct, which I think when I saw a wrap up of it, there was 70 games shown during, um, I had it on kind of like in the background while I was doing some other things and wasn't paying super close attention to, I came to it super late. Um, but it kind of tried to wrap a bunch of stuff together in that wholesome aesthetic to kind of collect things together. Um, Then we had the devolver digital direct, which was, um, six games featured. It's focused a lot on shadow warrior three at the very beginning. Um, they showed off a cool samurai game. That's all in black and white, but 2d, like a side-scrolling samurai game. Um, for some reason it's not popping up in this IGN article, which I thought that they would have had in here, but that's okay. Um,
1: Sorry, I'm literally just trying to scroll through the super long article to see if I missed stuff. Um. Hi, Jan, how are you going to do me like this? Anyways, um,
0: Devolver so- showed off a bunch of games. Um, I think the Samurai one, I can't think of the name of, but that one stood out to me. And I'm going to try and find it, so give me a second.
2: I'll look for it. You keep going. Hello?
0: Oh, I'm good. So um, they also showed off a game called Wizard with a Gun, which looks like a survival game in the lines of Don't Starve. Um, They showed off a really weird-looking game called Inscription, which is a card game that has like horror puzzle elements in the environment in which you're playing the card game in it looked really interesting that actually stood out really strongly to me um shadow warrior 3 was kind of the prominent thing featured at the very beginning of it um and then this samurai game that if john you can find I'd like to shout out because it looks really promising
2: um said next up thing right
0: yeah okay Next up, we got Ubisoft Forward. There were a lot of games shown. Um, They spent a good chunk of time covering Rainbow Six Extraction, which used to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine before the pandemic hit us in reality. Um, Did either of you get a chance to check this out? I know, Angie, you were saying you've not had a chance to really play Rainbow Six Siege, but it's apparently uh, spun out of a a limited time mode in Siege. Um, And so you're taking on kind of like this alien goo monsters and alien goo zombie-esque kind of stuff with um, kind of tactical gameplay that Rainbow Six is famous for. Um, Yeah,
1: you're correct. I I haven't really got into the series, so I'm kind of just like uh, meh about it just because I've never played it. If I played it, I'm sure I'd be more excited.
0: Yeah, I, it's, A little bit too tactical for me. I struggle in games like that um, because I feel like I get punished pretty badly when I die. But um, I have played one round of it. And I was babysitting someone, um, which is a story for another time. Um, The next thing (laughs) they showed was Rocksmith Plus. They showed a pretty long feature case of Rocksmith Plus, which is a subscription-based version of Rocksmith that you can uh, log into via your phone and then it uses the microphone on your phone to help you tune your guitar and listen into any guitar in your house to teach you guitar lessons as a subscription service Um, that's badass Yeah, Rocksmith has been going on for about 10 years which was really surprising to me Uh, and so um, it's guitar lessons gamified and put in an app that you can use your phone for I actually thought overall that was really cool but it's also not what I come to E3 for (laughs)
2: yeah um, I used to play like a lot of guitar and I've kind of like fallen off so I've been looking for like reasons and ways to get back into it that make me kind of like amped about doing it and this might do it man because like gamifying it sounds like a way to reinvigorate that kind of like passion for playing again so I might actually check this out
0: definitely especially if it's I, on your
2: phone you just open an app and do it like that sounds pretty sweet
0: Yeah. I think they announced, um, a way to sign up for like the beta test for it too, during the show. So you could even try and look into that. Um, the next thing they showed was rider's Republic, which is the extreme outdoor sports game with the I know AJ was really excited about this when it was shown off, I think, um, last E3, right after I joined the podcast. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it is kind of like, The fall guys ask like huge amounts of people crashing down the same extreme sports hill at the same time. Um, It featured mountain biking, wingsuit flying and snowboarding in it in the trailer. Um, Kind of looks open world-ish. They featured some AC Valhalla Siege of Paris footage and talked about kind of year two of content expansions for Valhalla There was an extended look at a story trailer of Far Cry 6. Um, Far Cry 6 also showed up at the Summer Games kickoff. Um, Giancarlo Esposito was interviewed and was asked who would win in a fight between his three iconic villains by Jeff Keighley, which I thought was a goofy question. Um, And just now that I remember it, Hideo Kojima got interviewed and announced the PS5 version of Death Stranding
2: at Keighley's show as well oh yeah i forgot about that that's a really probably play shamelessly
0: really worthwhile trailer to watch just because it's so it's such a tease for metal gear stuff it's really fun um i actually really enjoyed that trailer um then uh as was leaked right before the show by nintendo putting up a page on its store too quickly um ubi announced mario plus rabid's sparks of hope the sequel to kingdom battle, the tactics game featuring the most famous iconic characters in video games and also the cast of Mario. Um, Have you either of you played kingdom battle at all?
2: Yeah, I played it. I think I messaged you guys about it when you on Slack or something, but I'm just not that into tactics games. And this is definitely a, Really good one, especially if you're into Mario because it has some of the like 3D, very minimal uh, 3D platforming kind of elements that you're used to in a Mario game. And then before you hit your encounters and then have to like fight your tactics battles. Um, But I think if you're into the Mario games and like the idea of a Mario tactics game, it's fantastic, man. Like it's a game I really wish I liked the genre a lot more because it's it's fantastic
0: yeah i agree i i played the first world of that first game because i got it on sale pretty cheap and i thought it was really fantastic but i just bounce off tactics games like that
2: um a lot of the time so you and i will be appreciating this one from a distance
0: yeah i if i'm gonna play a rabid's game i'll play the one that i already own Um, The last surprise was a show off of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, not based on the Airbender franchise, but uh, based on the James Cameron movie franchise. Um, They showed off, uh, I think it's the new Ubisoft um, internal studio engine with that trailer. Um, It's planned for 2022 release, and that's how they closed the show out. The next show was the Gearbox Entertainment presentation, which uh, announced Godfall for PS4 and showed the logo for Homefront 3 a bunch of times, and then sent Randy Pitchford to the set of Borderlands the movie to bother the famous people on set. We're gonna move past that one. I don't think there was
2: anything super. (laughs) (laughs) And we're gonna move past that one. Um, Um, Real quick though, uh, that game, that 2D samurai game, Trek to Yomi.
0: Trek to Yomi. Keep an eye Coming on that one, 22, everyone.
2: 22, yes, it does look fantastic. It's in that, uh, I want to say Kurosawa. Is that right? Kurosawa. I don't think that's Kirasawa film style. Like, uh, it looks real cool. It's a 2D platformer. So there you go.
0: So I'm going to next queue up xbox and bethesda but i did so there were so many games shown in the last five days that my brain literally is having trouble remembering all of the ones that i've thought even stood out to me and one i do want to shout out is metal slug tactics which takes the metal slug games and turns them into a tactics game and it just looks so good like the art is so evocative um it had a really fun anime trailer um and that's coming to pc via steam i think um But if you want to just see like a fun trailer, I would recommend checking that out. Um, But one press conference that I heard we have all seen is the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Um, I just want to so there were 30 games shown. Twenty seven of them are coming to Game Pass day one when they come out. Um, I would love to hear just overall reactions to this. Especially from you, angie, as as a fellow Xbox person, um, but also John, um, I was blown away by this press conference.
1: So that's where my thermometer's at.
2: Did Angie die?
1: I'm here.
0: Oh, so hold on, so. Um, just to get it in here where it makes the most sense. We did receive a mostly normal question this week from James Halliday in our Slack. Uh, I believe he is at Butlord Primus on both Twitter and Twitch. Please go check out his Twitch streams. He is a very, very fun streamer to watch. He gets some really obscure games going um, on Wednesday nights. I think um, he says, this is one more go- geared towards stellar smalls and Chris But how did you feel about the Xbox Bethesda E3 show? Does it present enough interesting new titles for you? Was there more you would have liked to see? Um, I'm going to extend that question to you, John, as well, just because we all took in this showcase together.
2: Yeah, man. I own an Xbox and have Game Pass and play it on PC. So why do I (laughs) got to be left out of this question? It's real rude. James. real rude. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I thought this was freaking amazing honestly like all the games that are coming to game pass i messaged you guys on slack like we have to play ascent uh together next month when that drops um redfall which looks amazing is coming out from um arcane austin next year uh i didn't really care that much about the skyrim and space game um whatever starfield starfield yeah i guess i don't know i just don't get these it's funny they had a did you guys see the outer worlds 2 like trailer that was not a trailer because it was just like making fun of trailers and then showed the title for the game so it's funny because like starfield's like trailer was basically the serious version of the outer worlds 2 trailer (laughs) if you know what i'm saying like it didn't show you have no idea what you're doing it just showed like a spaceship and I don't know, planets and stuff. And I'm not talking shit. It's just like, I don't really, you're not showing me what the game's going to be. Apparently it's going to be like a Han Solo simulator and basically Skyrim in space, which yes, sign me up for that because it sounds really cool. But uh, until you have like gameplay to show me, I don't really care. Um, But that it's kind of what you had said, Chris, about um, the Nintendo conference when we were talking like offline, like it kind of had something for everybody. I think there were a lot of games like didn't appeal to me at all, but I'm sure there are tons of people out there that will be stoked about them, um, such as that d- there's a game where you're animals and it reminded me of. Uh, what's that game you just mentioned that? Was, Fall Guys. Uh, yeah, Fall Guys. I've like heard people compare animals- that
0: kind of to gang beasts, too.
2: OK, yeah, like, I mean, I would never play that, but it's definitely I could see where somebody would or stalker like that totally looks like something that's it kind of looked like reminded me of metro exodus which is cool like that game looks good but if you're into first person shooters my point isn't to knock on things but more point out like how fantastic it was for everyone who's a gamer and how many games are freaking coming to xbox game pass that atomic heart game in which i've been keeping an eye on for Ever. I feel like 2017, I saw the first trailer of that and I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. That's going to be on game pass day one. Like, I don't even have to play pay for that game unless I want trophies, which we all know I do. And I will pay for it on PlayStation because I'm that big of a trophy whore, but I don't have to. And that's my point. Yeah, I
0: thought that game actually I had not heard anything about that game. I, I thought it was like a newly revealed thing. I didn't know that it was an ongoing project people were of, And that really caught my eye too. Yeah, it's um, cool. Super hardcore Bioshock vibes. Um, I Andy, also want to think, I do want a quick shout out. Starfield did get a release date stapled onto it 11 oh, yeah. 11 22, 11 years after Skyrim to the day. To the day. Yeah, I didn't know 12 that. 12 days before my birthday. Can't wait, Angie. Hit me up with your Xbox excitement, I'm sure. We could go just hours on the halo multiplayer that was showcased in the middle of the show but what stood out to you
1: first off i thought that their showcase was awesome they had a little bit of everything for everybody i feel like or at least for most people excluding john so um i, right. I right. <laughs> I think I am actually pretty excited about Starfield. And it didn't show what you're really going to be doing in the game, um, but it looks pretty awesome. And I like space exploration. So I'm kind of excited to see what that's all about. Um, Yes, Halo. uh, I teared up a little bit, not going to lie, when I was watching that trailer. How did I not say about that?
2: The game is free. The multiplayer is free. You yeah, don't, you don't have to be in game free. You know, sometimes we say mm-hmm. games are free when they're on Game Pass or games are free when they're on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. This game is actually free.
1: Faux show. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. I'm I'm really excited about I'm really excited about that. I'm You have to buy the game. I'm pretty positive for the campaign. If you want to play yeah. the campaign, which I'm totally going to do. I'm that's happening. Um
2: or have Game Pass. That
0: super cut multiplayer trailer that they showed off though made it, it just like made me want to play Halo 3 with the homies from high school. So
2: yes, yes. I know. I hear you, dude. Yes. I was like, I, yes. I, Cause I, I was in pharmacy uh. school at when Halo 3 came out and like watching that trailer was just like, dude. I can do this like that's I don't often see multiplayer games where I'm like yeah I'm interested in that and I want to play it that halo like trailer I was like yep I'm back in this shit I'm gonna do can it for, we for sure all
1: play this when it happens
2: yes do you want to get I me mean, ass kicked I think by it's me also, sure
1: why it's can't we be, be on a cross- team why do we have to be so competitive
2: because I just want to show you how good I am at halo
1: <laughs> I love <laughs> free for all I awesome.
2: love free for all halo
1: that yes, it is. That's like one of the free for all that's actually fun, versus just too much in your face and aggressive. This the free for all for Halo is usually just really fun. I am yeah. excited about the skulls in it, just the the hidden skulls. Um, besides, okay, I can go on forever with that one, but let's you know circle around. I want to just quickly touch on Sea of Thieves. I'm not a huge sea of thieves fan i guess i've only played it a little bit and i i i think i would maybe more into it if i were playing with people that either know what they're doing or aren't assholes um but they, jack sparrow captain jack sparrow is gonna be like into this the new season i think it would be called
2: yeah i'm kind that of looks excited really about cool that. yeah i it made me wish i was into uh sea of thieves because i like those movies and i yeah. i know uh What's-His-Face doesn't really have the best uh, uh, Johnny reputation. yeah. And I yeah. like, but before we knew all that shit, like he would really, I would, he was very uh, charming and funny in those movies. I felt.
1: Yeah. yeah and, I, agree, and, like, I agree. An iconic
2: funny. pirate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, I thought that was a really good homage um, uh, and oh, 12 minutes. So that game, 12 minutes. I am really intrigued with this game, and I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, the The guy, let's see, who plays like one of the main characters? James, is it McAvoy? McAvoy.
0: McAvoy. Thank
1: mm-hmm. you. Um, and he plays one of the main characters. And then William Dafoe plays the intruder. So this game, it's um, it's like a couple. I think it's like top down viewing, mm-hmm. yeah. And so like it's just this couple living their life, and then all of a sudden an intruder happens. And I'm assuming it's just an adventure game. It says played in 12 minute loops. So I'm wondering how that's gonna have how that's gonna work out. I'm kind of curious. So I really want to see, I want to play that game when that comes out.
2: I've never seen a trailer for that game outside of that room. So I wonder if the entire game, like every 12 minute thing happens within that that one room or if you're going to be in different rooms of the house or apartment or whatever it is
1: yeah i'm wondering that's yeah that's a good question i i wonder about that as well um so i want to i want to see that one and then um one last game forza horizon five i'm not really into racing games or driving games i used to play them a lot in my earlier years of life um but this one looked really cool, actually.
2: Yep. I I'm,
1: I think this would be one of the games I think like leisurely just oh drive around fuck some yeah. shit up. You know? I like how
2: they focused on that because it, I'm with you, Angie. I've never played a uh, Forza game so, um, and I haven't really been a huge like racing game fan for since Gran Turismo 2 came out on PS2 or whatever <laughs> that was way back in the day. Yeah. Um, but this made me. I liked how they took time to like kind of explain how it was different from the other ones. Oh yeah, so that people because I hear people talk about it and they're like oh yeah it's fantastic blah 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 and I'm like whatever it's a racing
1: game this made me actually
2: want to like try this one out
1: yeah and I think I will and then lastly they debuted for real the xbox mini fridge
0: (laughs) that was the goofiest thing to me (laughs) did they really do that how did I miss that part It it happened like after they
2: cut away from the stream. It immediately followed. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm going to have to go back because I missed that. And I watched the whole thing.
1: If this for real becomes a thing. I want one for my garage. I want one.
0: It's a
2: real (laughs) thing. Yes. Snoop Dogg has one in his house. So I need to hang out with him. I do want us just circle
0: back to Redfall, which like would have been announcement of the show game of the show with a bullet literally until yesterday. And I'll have more to say on that later, but um, just the vibe, the diversity of different powers being shown off in that trailer, knowing that it's coming from arcane, like knowing that they can do first-person games with shooting and powers really well. Co-op, vampires. It just, like, it had everything. It had a magic elevator spell that launched you and your friend into the sky. It had a magic umbrella spell that was like a giant bubble shield. It had a cool sniper dude in a coat with a raven. It had invisible enemies. It had a robot dog. Love it.
1: Not gonna lie, that, that's. I'm not really into this game, but I want to check it out only because of that robot dog.
0: You're not really into it. This did this trailer didn't do it for you.
1: It didn't. No, I mean I don't know why because I I thought I would be. I was like, oh okay, cool, let's try this out. And I'm like, meh. But I like this robot dog situation.
0: <laughs> hey, you know. No hate. Um. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I was really impressed with the showcase. I have a reason to stay subscribed to Game Pass for the next year and a half.
1: Oh, I want to mention um, on Halo real quick, Cortana or the The wannabe Cortana.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So Eric Kane at Eric Kane on Twitter (laughs) put out a tweet that said, for real, though, this is why we can't have nice things. And he... Did a photo of Cortana, and then did a photo of the new AI next to each other, and it's it's like they went backwards a little bit. They went oh, backwards. Really? In I what feel like way. And how she looks, and I think a little bit of the graphics, like she, I think they could have made her look a lot just better, just better overall.
2: Interesting. I will have to yeah. go check that out.
1: Definitely do that um and i commented on i forget where i think it was on somebody's um the quick look here because i mentioned that if uh if i knew they were looking for another voice for the new cortana or new ai i would have auditioned at at Unishek U N Y S H E K because they had put out something asking about how we liked the new Cortana or what our thoughts were on her.
2: And you said they suck.
1: She wasn't bad, but she wasn't like iconic yeah. like Cortana was.
2: Gotcha. That was like yeah. the only part of that trailer I just didn't really care about because I I've really only played Halo three and a little bit of four. I think. So I don't really know what the hell is happening in the story and I don't really care. Oh,
1: uh, hmm. sad days, sad days, John. Wow.
2: Well,
0: so I loved this showcase. I loved that Bethesda and Xbox were integrated and just opened. Bethesda opens and closes the show. Todd Howard takes the stage at the very beginning. Um, it was it moved out a good clip. It, again, like I said, had something for everyone. And almost every game they showed just is coming to Game Pass. Also, Hades Game of the Year coming to Game Pass on Xbox. I hope there's crossplay. Yes, that's
1: what I was going to mention, too. I forgot about that. Hades is coming, so I wanted to check that out, too.
0: Love it. Um, shortly after that, Square Enix jumped in and announced Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy... Did y'all see this super long reveal of this game?
2: I didn't see the super long reveal, but I watched the trailer yesterday, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, what did okay. you think of the trailer? What did you think of the vibe? What do you think of Star-Lord's haircut?
2: I liked his hair. I would cut my hair like that. I don't know. I thought it looked cool. But do people have a problem with his hair?
0: Oh, people were saying he looks like a YouTuber. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, Fair enough.
0: Do y'all have love for the Guardians movies or the comics or anything?
2: I kind of want to go back and read the comics because I don't really... I don't like the movie because I don't like what's-his-face.
1: Chris Uh, Chris Pratt? Pratt?
2: Yeah, I don't know why. I just Mm. don't. I have no good reason to not like him. Let me make that very clear. I just don't for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's jealousy. That's probably the leading uh, theory right now. I'm not 100% sure, but um anyway i didn't really care for that movie very much so i that makes me like not really care about the game so then uh i don't i think i had a negative kind of idea of what i thought it looked like but what do you guys think did you dig it
1: Uh, i i didn't get to watch a trailer but i'm kind of just taking a peek at it now so his hair I mean, it looks all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're we're diving into the really important topics of conversation exactly. from the Square Enix show.
1: No, uh, <laughs> it's a little funky monkey, but it's fine. Um, I'm uh, Groot. The Groot character looks good. The raccoon character looks fine. The the chick with the green chick, I forget her name in the movie. Gamora. Yes, Demora. Thank you. Why is your hair short? It looks weird. I don't like that. That's important to me, <laughs> apparently. Um,
0: the hair. This is crucial stuff. Hair is important, apparently. It's, so
1: it needs to be longer. That was the whole. And what's and the? I don't know why I'm blanking on these damn names. It's, Drax. Is that the guy, the big muscle guy?
0: Yeah, Drax, the Destroyer, big muscle guy.
1: So why is he red and green like a Christmas tree? I don't understand what they are drawing
0: on some of the design from the comics i think
1: oh i guess i didn't really look i didn't know i didn't look at the comics yeah much so there's that but interesting things it's Um, kind
2: of weird like it's kind of like the avengers things where you because there was a movie beforehand you have kind of like a preconceived idea of what these characters should and would look like and then when you see it you're like yeah, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look like what I was expecting, I guess.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. But I did like the movies for sure. And I'm totally down to check out this game. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, was anyone surprised that you just play as Star Lord and don't get to like choose between members of the team?
2: What? Did they make that a thing?
0: Yeah. So, um,. It's like a single-player game where you just play a Star-Lord. You give commands out to your teammates in combat. Um, it looked like a slower Devil May Cry combat, kind of like third-person action where you're mixing it up between ranged and melee. Um, I started out really high on this because I love both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, I have enjoyed some of the earl- earlier Guardians comics. Um, I got really excited when they had Dan Abnett, who's um, the writer of, like, a very famous, very good run of Guardians comics from 2008 to come be a part of this conversation in this showcase and, like, highlighted him and interviewed him uh, and and featured him in those interviews. Um, But the longer they spent on it, the less excited I was getting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I thought it looked cool from the beginning and then I was like... "Mm -hmm."
0: And a big part of that was seeing the user interface of like how you make a decision as Star-Lord to support one character or another. Like I didn't like the way that it looked laying over the gameplay, which I know is such a petty thing to worry about. Um, I I don't know. I was also watching this part of it on my phone while I was out for <laughs> drinks with friends. <laughs> um, I my friend was like hey do you want to like grab a drink on a patio it's beautiful out and I was like uh, my contingency is that I can have my headphone in one ear the whole time and that you won't judge me <laughs> um oh, so that's friendship I, right there I need to I need to maybe give this trailer like a second go around on my you know big beautiful tv or just on like a screen that can maybe do it justice um, and I would like to see like some four K footage of it because you know I was watching a stream of a stream, um, basically because I was watching Waypoints Watch Along for a lot of the E three stuff this year. Oh, but gotcha. um, the combat just looked a little bit slow. Um,
1: yeah, it's all right. Nothing special.
0: Yeah, I didn't think it looked
2: like anything like a must play title or.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's cross gen. Um,
2: oh, it's weird, I guess, that I'm already kind of I think maybe Ratchet and Clank turned that corner made me turn that corner because it's like when I right here, games cross gen. Now I'm like, oh, no. So it won't be like a PS5 or Xbox Series X, like designed for that system of games or that line of games.
0: Yeah. Um, other stuff that got shown off. Um, just real quick, um, they teased the shit out of me with these pixel remasters of Final Fantasy 1 through 6.
2: Oh, I just saw that, dude.
0: Only to show that they're only coming to Steam and mobile. And then they didn't show up at the Nintendo Direct co- to come correct and fix this mistake. I'm so sad about this. Yeah. Um,
2: that does suck, man. But, like, you know that uh, Backbone controller? I was always talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, you should get that thing, man, and play it, try playing it on mobile or give it a shot maybe. Or I guess if you like uh, playing on PC, I just feel like the handheld would be the way to go. And I think you'd be surprised with how good your phone would look or this game would look on your phone. I mean, I'm sure it'll uh, look great. I have a, I have a very nice phone, but yeah, I
0: just, that's not what I get I what you're saying games, though. You know, like,
2: it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. It's, it's
0: such a fucking home run. To just yeah. put the word switch at the end of that trailer.
2: Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. Did they like, happen to show uh, what they were going to look like, or did they just reveal that they were happening?
0: I think they showed like a tiny bit of the sprites changing, but not very much. Um, other games that were shown, Babylon's Fall, Platinum Games' live service co-op fantasy action game, I believe is cross-gen. Uh, and then they showed off final fantasy origin uh which i had to google search the full name of because i literally can't remember it but it's some tetsuya nomura ass bullshit the stranger of paradise final fantasy origin um big story out of e3 was that the playable demo on ps5 was corrupted for two days (laughs) and no one could play it um you play as a normal ass looking dude in This is the uh, Dark Souls-esque game set during Final Fantasy I. Um, It is being directed by Tetsuya Nomura of Kingdom Hearts fame. Uh, And Team Ninja, who made Neo as well as the Ninja Gaiden games and um, a couple other games, is taking the lead on development. Oh,
2: man. That game's going to be so good. Is it available now, did you say?
0: Yeah. The demo is playable now. Okay. So people's feedback after having played it has been pretty positive, but the internet roasted the shit out of this game. Oh um, yeah.
2: Cause it, like you said, it was unplayable for two days. I didn't know that,
0: but it wasn't even that. It was like the main character going around going chaos. Uh, it became a huge oh. meme. Um, I was really yeah, I disappointed by this showcase and literally the only thing they had to do to fix it would have been putting the word switch during that final fantasy trailer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally yeah. like literally looking back on it I'm just like yeah like just literally just put the word switch on the final fantasy one to six stuff
2: um yeah do you not so even though you're a, uh like you like the souls souls games but you didn't think final fantasy origin like that doesn't tickle your fancy at all
0: the tone didn't fit for me um the combat looked too much it it just wasn't hitting the right spots. Um, gotcha. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say if you're going to play it, especially since I don't have a PS5 yet to get yeah. hands on with it. Um, yeah. And I I shouldn't talk bad about Tetsuya Nomura. Um. You know, I, I Kingdom Hearts One and Two are some of my favorite games ever. Final Fantasy seven remake is amazing, and he had his fingerprints all over that. Yeah. Um, I just think his aesthetic is not what I was hoping for when they said a yeah, yeah. Dark Souls esque game set during the first Final Fantasy game.
1: Yeah, um, and the dude's That's just wearing
0: like normal ass people clothes, and it looks weird. <laughs> like the the characters in the trailer all looked for like they were from different video games. Dude looks like Dante from Devil May Cry got a bad haircut.
2: <laughs> so like, Bane, maybe kind of. I don't know. It's interesting because I all I remember seeing was uh, the screenshot. From Imran Khan's article on I'm sorry, I don't remember which website. FanBite. Yeah, FanBite. And uh that one kind of didn't look like what you're describing. So now I and maybe that wasn't actually pulled from the game because it was a leak, obviously, but uh maybe it was just like a image from a different game. I'm not sure, but um it didn't look like what you're describing. I just know the Neo game is super games rather are super competent uh Souls yeah team like ninja's games. combat is the They're sharpest shit on the planet like yeah the, uh, the, how did you Gaiden
0: one on xbox is amazing
2: yeah i haven't like, played that and those are coming out soon the remasters for those
0: they are um, i heard
2: it's a little bit rough on switch but yeah that's to be expected i suppose of course why
0: would the switch be able to run a 20 year old game
2: <laughs> uh the other thing is I was, oh, the, uh, about the combat, like how you switch your stance to three different things. Is it, I got a ways into that game and never finished it. And I really kind of want to go back and play the Neo games. Cause yeah. now that I'm an expert souls gamer, John said sarcastically,
0: um, we're going to skip over all of these other showcases. I didn't see anything out of the PC games show. <laughs> Did Verizon you watch had, the
2: Verizon one? What the fuck was that? I saw that I was happening, it, and I was like, "What? Where?" Am I, I, I heard
0: it was an ad. Take Two wasn't promoting any games. Um, quick Touch, Capcom announced DLC for Resident Evil Eight that they said is inspired by fan feedback and the fan response to that game. Um, Monster Hunter Stories Two got shown off, and then they showed off um, the sequels to ace attorney that take place far in the future so like or far in the past uh, i think it's like ace attorney chronicles or something um razor is actually releasing their gamer aesthetic rgb face masks
2: and i think you missed something on the capcom showcase chris and the huckleberry cider
0: chris and the huckleberry cider <laughs> yeah i don't i recall. was just
2: joking it's not a game that's you in huckleberry cider i just thought it was yeah
0: funny. i had um a Sprecher root beer to power through this with you all today. So I'm on the sugar high. Um, All of that said, and 15 minutes into our pod or an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast recording, we come to the Nintendo direct on Tuesday where everyone cried out to Nintendo, save me. Uh, And Nintendo promptly, in my humble opinion, saved the gamers. Um in a lot of ways I feel like Bethesda and Xbox was a very high peak. There was a very long valley of like one or two interesting things being shown. And then um Nintendo just did like a several like a 45 minute long tease about Zelda stuff, but then actually ended it by showing Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay trailer and putting a 2022 date on it. Um, And I know that's a really shitty way to summarize all of the cool stuff that got shown in that, but like, um, yeah. Did, did either of you get a chance to watch this or scrub through it or see what the announcements were?
1: I, after you made that tweet about some stuff, I was like, what the hell did I miss? And you sent the link, I believe and somebody else had posted the link too. So I watched the video, like the their E3 video, and uh, I'm pretty excited about a, a few things. Not a lot of things, but a few things that they showcased.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, with it not being like 30 games, like, I mean, I don't know how many games it was necessarily, but... Um, With it not being like as colossal as the um, Xbox showcase, I think it did a good job of putting something for everyone in it. They started the show by saying, I think we'll have something for everyone in this. Um, And um, this is probably one of my favorite Nintendo Directs I've ever watched.
2: Um, AJ, when you're listening to this, you should title the episode Something for Everyone. There we go. Good call. So I
1: like it. I like it.
2: Um,
0: Angie, what things stood out to you from this that that did kind of tickle your excitement uh, for being a Switch owner?
1: Um, I don't, I don't know what you guys will think of me after I say this first one. Um, but I seen worms rumble.
0: Yo, yeah, the worms games are so fun.
1: Right? So yes. since that was one of the first games I've ever, ever played on a PC, I just, I have like, I just want to play it. I just want to see what it's all about. So Dude, I want to, I want to awesome. play that game. I want to see what that's, what that has going on. Um, also, that makes me okay. want to go
2: back and actually watch it, Angie, because I wasn't going to, I just watched the Metroid thing because I thought that yeah. I thought it was cool. But the fact that you saw there was a Worms game in there. That makes me want to go watch the whole thing, because I'm like, what did I actually miss? (laughs)
0: 32-player cross-platform combat coming out Uh, next week. Literally a week from the time we record that.
1: Yep. That's Um, awesome. uh, But yeah, that that one. Um, And then the other one, because I played this on, I believe it was GameCube. Way back in the day, or like the, like one of the original games, Super Monkey Ball, yeah,
2: Banana yeah. Mania.
1: That looks super fun. I want to see, I want to play that game as well. It just, again, more nostalgia, because I used to play, I think it was just, I think it was just called Super Monkey Ball when I played it on the GameCube.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, <laughs> it's just cute. You're tiny little monkeys in a ball. Anyway. Yeah, You
0: got to collect all the bananas. Um, just yeah. as a quick shout out. Um, I am following along on Adam Bankhurst's article on IGN just to make sure that uh, we have some info to share with you all. Oh, um, it looks like 300 stages from across the first three super monkey ball games are being uh, delightfully recreated as they say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like when I seen the trailer, for that, I was like, Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm kind of excited yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the other one the Mario Party superstars they're they're adding in i think 5 of the game boards the classic game boards into this game so i just i used to play mario party like nobody's business like my hands hurt from cuz you know you have to like your palms would hurt from moving the that stick one of the thumbsticks in circles, you know, for doing either paddling or other whatever mini game you have to do. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I, I'm a big Mario Party fan, so I want to play that one when that comes out. And then obviously that's you know, this October. Yes, the, and there's it features a lot online
0: out. play across every mode that you can play it in. Right. Um, yeah. Anyways, and then you were going to say the one more thing for you, I think.
1: Well, the, the last one is um, the Breath of the Wild. I know they have Skyward Sword in there as well, but and that one I haven't played before. I think that one's not new, right?
0: That is a HD remaster of a yes. game from the Wii. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I haven't played that one, so I want to play that too. But the obviously the Breath of the Wild too. Um, when when they were showing this trailer i was like what the fuck is happening he was there's like there's sky islands and you can like go through the floor of them and pop out the other side so cool like what
0: you took tr- it, like- it looked like the way they cut the trailer together i don't know if this is what happened or not it looked like link turned into a little droplet of water energy and then teleported up through the floor of it to like get up to that or something yeah that's what i interpreted it as
1: Anyways. Right, like, what the hell? And then one of the stone, um, this. Yeah, I've, okay, names are surpassing my mind. What? The, oh, the
0: stone golems. The,
1: yeah, like the big ones, you know, in the Breath of the Wild that you have to defeat, whatever, and you get like it's not a high gems shit. Is it? No. No, it's called stone something.
2: I'll look Stone it up Talis. While you're talking,
1: Thank oh, okay. you, Stone Talus. That's the, that's the one. That's the name. Anyways, so instead of just being a Stone Talus guy, he now has a fort built on top of him
0: with, with bacoblins Bulbans. hanging out. The reveal of that was so smart because it's just like, oh, like I've seen so many of these bacoblin encampment things. Um, I know some people who are watching it a little more closely were like, oh, like, the tusks on them are a little longer or something like that, right? But, like, to have the stone talus, like, pop up from underneath it, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what I would do. (laughs) So, Uh, is it like
2: you're climbing, like, the stone talus like you would in... um, The original? No, like... God damn it. Angie, you just, you cursed me now. I can't remember the ah, names of games. The names, so they're beyond me. What's Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> so you're like climbing the stone talus and then you get to the top and there's like an encampment of bokoblins. Is that what you're describing to me? Loosely, yeah. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Um,
0: Y'all, I got so emotional watching this. But it's like, how could I not? It's literally the follow-up to my favorite game ever made. Like, Link looks so good. They got rumors; people are speculating that you might play as Ganon.
1: Mm-mm, no. People what?
0: are speculating that you might play as Zelda.
1: People are just the, talking stuff now. You just can't. You can't just say those kinds of things.
0: I'm just like, I sorry. I'm queuing the trailer up again. Because I just gotta I gotta get the juices flowing again. Um John, you said um just to quick kind of keep things rolling, John, you gave us shout out to the game that literally broke my mind. And that game is Metroid Five, aka Metroid Dread. Yeah. Tell me about your relationship with the Metroid franchise, please.
2: Um, well, I played, I watched one of my best friends play Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime games. And this is not in uh, chronological order, by the way. Uh, back in the day, like my brothers had a Nintendo and NES, so I watched the original Metroid. I played a little bit of Super Metroid on, or not a little bit, like several hours of Super Metroid on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, you know? or Nintendo mm-hmm. online, whatever the hell it's called. And then I played Metroid, is it Samus Returns on the 2DS? Yes. And that's about, which was freaking awesome. So that's all I, like, as soon as I saw it was a 2D Metroid, I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up, because that game was freaking fantastic.
0: Yeah, and in a interview with um, someone from Nintendo that premiered, like, right at the start of the Treehouse event that followed the Direct... They did say that um, the Metroid 2 remake, um, Metroid, I, what is that one called? You, you nailed it on the 2DS.
2: I think it's Samus Returns, right? Yeah, thank you. Sorry. So
0: Metroid Samus Returns and uh, the fine folks who developed that um, got this game re-kickstarted. This game has been being worked on on and off for 16 years. which is shook. I think Samus's suit looks so dope. I love the color contrast. Um, and it incorporates all of the lovely things like the melee counter. Um, there's like a slide dash. There's a dash melee attack. Um, it, it looks like it's a, an expansion on a lot of those Samus returns mechanics. Um, You can find at vgoccasion.tumblr.com, my old blog, my effusive review of Samus Returns. So the fact that the same team is um, helping make this Metroid Dread a reality um, has me really excited. Um,
2: Yeah, that's it. What is Metroid 5? Like, what does that stem from?
0: So there's been four mainline metroid 2d games
2: really i did you've not know that you've
0: got the nes metroid you've got metroid 2 the return of samus which was the game boy game remade into metroid samus returns on the 3ds you have metroid 3 which is super metroid then you have metroid 4 which is metroid fusion metroid uh. 1 is remade as metroid zero mission I would argue, one of the high points of the series, um, a GBA game. And then you get the Prime games, which are, are kind of offshoots of the the original games that started on GameCube. But Dude, um, I might
2: have to like do some Wikipedia searching of the canonical sequence of Metroid and go back and play those games. Because I didn't really realize how much I liked 2D platformers until like Celeste. Mm. So I've been doing a lot of like diving back into random 2d platformers and like, that's a long history out. to
0: explore. <laughs> yeah.
2: But that's what I like about it. Cause I've always heard like Metroid fusion. And then uh, what was the other one that you said was a um, remaster of the original
0: zero mission.
2: Yeah. So I've always heard about them, but I have no like frame of reference cause I've never played them. And the idea of playing like a remake of the original Metroid sounds way better than playing the, the, original Metroid.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, like, because there's a remake of 1 and 2, all of the Metroid games, they may not be super easily accessible. Like, Fusion and Zero Mission, I think, would be tough to get to. But all of them are impeccably playable. Like, the whole story is very playable at this point. um, Which is awesome. Because going back to some of those really, really old games, I think, um, while it is definitely like nostalgic i i never have finished the first metroid on its own it's it's it was a struggle to do that um i want to give a shout out to the gba energy that nintendo is bringing to this conference um they have resurrected one of my friend's favorite franchises long dormant advance wars one and two reboot camp is dropping december 3rd it is a remake by the team way forward famous for the shante games um they are remastering in 3d and in my opinion kind of ruining the aesthetic of the beautiful 2d pixel art from the gba games but whatever i'll oh, take what i can get
2: they aren't advanced wars isn't is a tactics game isn't it
0: i know but strategy if there was ever one, like I, and trust me, I played these back in the day when I was like a 12 year old and I couldn't get my head wrapped around it. I borrowed a friend's GBA copy of advanced wars one, and it just didn't work for me. The DS game, um, worked better for me just cause I liked drawing out the routes of things on the DS screen, uh, with the stylus, but like these games I'm bad at them, but I find them very enjoyable. I think, um, I think they're very approachable, kind of in the same way that Kingdom Battle um, is an approachable version of XCOM. I think these are an approachable version of turn-based um, tactics games as well.
2: Yeah, um, it's interesting I wanna... that the Shantae creators are working on that because they do two D platformers.
0: I know. You know what? The next GBA franchise they should give the Shantae creators is uh, Golden Sun. I want a Golden Sun one and two reboot camp. Two <laughs> thousand.
2: That's Hit me up for sure.
0: I also want to shout out WarioWare Get It Together. Um, the WarioWare games are some of the most fun and innovative Game Boy and DS games of all time. Um, Mega Micro Games and the sequel, I believe Twisted or Shaken or whatever, are some of the best video games I've ever played. I love the cast of characters in these games, I love the speed of the micro games. Um, This one's going to bring co-op and lets you actually control different avatars to engage with the games uh, coming to switch in September, which is really soon. Um, That's a $50 price point on that one. Um, I want to reiterate my excitement for Metroid dread and obviously breath of the Wild's sequel has me just in awe. Um, The sequence where they show link doing the dive out of the air as he's like coming in battle Royale style to find the floating Island dungeon looking stuff gave me goosebumps. Um I also want to shout out Danganronpa is getting a four game collection coming to the switch, which is a perfect place to play those. I'm finally going to play Danganronpa. I think Um SMT five, which has been like long known to be coming out. I think it was shown off at last E3 is got a november release date and actually looks really cool and i might actually play it and i think that's all i have to say oh uh tekken's kazuya mishima is announced for smash bros ultimate and uh threw a bunch of people off a cliff
1: in the reveal trailer and it was very funny
0: nintendo did a great job um in the mostly normal monthly for this month i did a roundup of the most exciting things that uh happened over the weekend of e3 for me the five games that i was most interested in and nintendo threw a huge wrench in that list um which is awesome because i was i'm pretty juiced for most of the stuff that i put on that list so
2: were you upset to not see like the switch pro or anything speaking of whatever game we were talking about earlier like uh doesn't run well on the Switch. Oh, the Ninja Gaiden. Remake. Yeah,
0: I, my hunch is that it will come out with Zelda. That's
1: um, not because a bad if hunch.
0: You, A lot of people pointed out when um, Rabbids got leaked, Rabbids 2, um, that the screenshots that they had come out with that look really, really good. And there's a thought that, I mean, that's also 2022 date. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we had another year of the regular Switch and then the Switch Pro came to help give a graphical boost to those really um, beautiful looking games and more hardware intensive games um, next year. which. Honestly, like, if I can get another year to go by without needing to buy a new Switch, I'm fine with that. I also would buy a new Switch, no questions asked, like, right now. So, I'm not disappointed. I was surprised. I really, like, I was really convinced it was going to be there. How about you, too?
2: I don't know. I thought they were said that it was going to be software-based. or I, I don't know. It just didn't really seem like their way to, that they show off hardware normally so I didn't really think it was going to but like the leaks of it coming so soon then I thought maybe but uh I wasn't disappointed but I'm with you like I, I'm okay waiting to buy a new switch but would also buy one tomorrow <laughs> they put it out so
0: yeah I'm I'm a mark I was like one of the people who heard that they replaced the battery in the switch and that it was getting like better processing power out of it and went and traded my switch
2: in for it yes so I like, did literally the exact same thing
0: like They've got me on the hook. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I literally was looking at... Um, so I there was this deal tweeted out by GameSpot this morning showing that Target had a pre-order deal for WarioWare, Metroid, um, Advance Wars, and Mario Party as part of their buy two, get one free... And so oh, really? all of the pre-orders of those games are sold out on target. Crazy. I was pissed. I missed it by an hour of them tweeting it out.
2: That's nuts, man. But you
0: could literally get three of those games for 120 bucks. And like, that's crazy. I want three of those games. So I was like looking around at other places and like about to pre-order physical on all of them. And then I was like, you know what? Like pump the brakes. I know you're hyped for this. like, that is like the most frothing Nintendo has gotten me in a long time, where I'm just like, yeah. I think I'm just going to physically pre order $170 worth of video games right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So I, I was blown away. But again, like I'm GBA era. GBA was one of my favorite systems for a really long time. Um, probably my favorite era of portable gaming was with the GBA. It, like, I have intensely fond memories of GBA games specifically and so like yeah here it's pretty that
2: fantastic I that never had nos- long,
0: that nostalgia is happening right now like i think developers are old enough now to like be reminiscent of those properties and of the gameplay experiences that the GBA had on it and i think you're seeing that start to hit with the specific nintendo direct and the franchises they chose to highlight um so I I'm gassed up by this. I literally like have been on cloud 9. Everyone at work has been like, "Chris, you're in such a good mood. Like what's going on?" And I was like, "Y'all, Nintendo like saved my life." <laughs> <laughs> um so I I'm really high on it. I also like I don't want to understate how high I was off of the Xbox and Bethesda showcase as a Game Pass subscriber and a Xbox Series X owner, like they hit a home run as well. And so like I feel like I'm sitting super pretty with the consoles that I have, you know? Um, Yes. I really want to play ratchet and clank one day. Yes. I'll really want to play God of war one day. I mean, God, I I want to play final fantasy 16 tomorrow if I could, but um, I'm getting spoiled with the ones that I ended up getting. So
2: yeah. Anyways, you got a pretty good as is.
0: Sorry. I could, I could literally go on about this forever and we're closing in on an hour and 40 minutes. So um, that's going to do it for our show this week. Um, please remember that you can reach out to us at a very various number of places. Some of those places being Twitter, uh, Angie, thank you for jumping in and sharing your thoughts and your excitement for breath of the wild too. Like I have, uh, where can people follow along with you on the internet?
1: I've been a little bit more vocal as of late, but I think it's because of E3 and everything happening with that and things that I've been missing apparently uh, but at Smells on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch
2: awesome John how about you I am at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter uh, Nugtats on PlayStation and I think that's about it I also I don't think we've said uh, happy Pride Month yeah happy Pride Month out yeah, there. please to
0: everyone um, yeah shout out to everyone um love and support to all of the trans folks who are facing down really oppressive legislation especially our young trans people who take that uh harm directly and uh i've heard feel very helpless about it right now so um i know just today in madison there was a protest against the anti-trans legislation that's made its way into our legislative system as a state um, and we're just lucky to have a Democratic governor who will not pass it. Um, so happy Pride Month. Um, so much love to everyone. And um, good on you for shouting that out, John. Um
1: could have said it better myself.
0: I am at VG Occasion, where you can find me with 40% more screen time uh, because of E3. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you can follow the podcast at MN Gamers Podcast. You can email us MN Gamers uh, Podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Subscribe to Mostly Normal Monthly, MNGamers.substack.com. And hit us up with a voicemail question, review, or just a shout out saying, hey, at 507-291-2991. Slide into our DMs to get into our Discord where we interact with our small but dedicated community and shout out to everyone there. It's been fun popping in and following up on some of the discussion there today. That's gonna do us for this week in video games. Thanks for sticking it out for a long show and shout out to AJ for the edit on this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.